It should be legalized. Yeah, it shouldn't be against the law. People living their lives as, as homosexual is difficult. It's very difficult for a lot of people. We have people reporting cases in our office um, about how they've gone to be abused, they've been lynched, they've been verbally abused or emotionally abused. We have cases of people being thrown out of their homes. It's a private act. It's not like public sex out on the streets. These are people doing their thing, consensual sex inside. So yes, it should be legalized. When Bible that says that homosexuality is a very good thing, or we should recommend it for anyone. In fact, we should even rather pray for those who are into it, for God to deliver them out of it. I believe that there, there is something beyond normal behind it. So we should not even discuss. We are praying to God that <laughs> it should not, we should not even encounter it here. We know it's, go, it's ongoing, though. Mm. It's happening. We, we are hearing things like it's happening indoors. But we don't want it to get to the extent whereby it will be uncontrollable. That it, will... it will go against the nation. How? It's a sin. What makes it a sin? Oh, it's not good. Why uh, a male or a female is there, you know, to marry him or her? Why should we go for homosexual? It's not You're listening to the Zara Podcast, and I am your host, Sharon, for today, as always. <laughs> um, so, this episode means a lot to me. Um, I got the amazing opportunity to talk to um, a queer person living in Accra, Ghana. I don't know if you know already, but I'm Ghanaian by ethnicity, and... Um, I know personally being an LGBTQ ally, I know it's very, very hard and challenging and difficult to live in the global south as openly queer, even if you're not open, it's challenging as well, especially if you're not straight passing. So um, I was just like, okay, I'd like to have a conversation. I recorded one with someone that lives like this, but not acts like don't know the usual questions so uh, when did you realize you were gay and I'm not interested in that I just wanted to you know give someone the space to actually talk about their struggle because I feel like a lot of straight people especially Christians living in Ghana they don't realize how hard it is just because they don't live that reality so I hope as you listen to this episode of mine that you depart with two lessons or three and you um you know look inward and ask yourself certain questions reach into that important thing called empathy and start to live an empathetic life towards queer people in your surroundings and you know share the love that you preach about and you hear about so much and i hope you become a better person towards lgbtq folks living in your communities anyway i hope you enjoy this episode that's um actually dot sharon 
on Instagram and actually underscore Sharon on Twitter. Make sure you comment, like, subscribe this podcast on Apple Podcast and on Anchor and on Spotify. Enjoy listening. Um, Mike, do you want to say something nice about yourself? Um, okay, um, basically, I'm, I'm 19, I'm pansexual, openly yeah. pansexual, and yeah, I live like it's not illegal. <laughs> I love that, I love that, I love that. So I just want to, like, go down memory lane a bit, if you don't mind. No problem. Um, how was school like when you were growing up? terms of like bullying and friends and stuff in like school that. school was a bit difficult because I'd, I'd known you know I'm not supposed to like express these desires or like you know show any sign of it before I even learned of like what they were if you get me it was yeah. it was definitely difficult it was like having to maybe hide your blackness yeah for it like it, yeah it was just a whole it was very difficult and did you did you get on with your classmates or did they mind? Because you know, like how kids can be very cruel at a young age. Did you have issues with that? Yeah, I did actually. Um, so because I was suppressing that side of myself, yeah, it, the you know the frustration it manifested in different ways. And I won't lie, like I wasn't the best of people. But mm-hmm. after you know understanding where that frustration and where all that you know, anger was coming from. I think I've become a better person now, but it was definitely dif- difficult having to deal with those suppressed feelings. But were you violent? Did you used to beat up kids? I wasn't violent <laughs> per se. Like, I wasn't violent physically. I was yeah. violent verbally. Right. Verbally, right. emotionally, right. mentally. Yeah, I could, I could definitely relate because obviously when I was growing up, there were things going on at home. So then I was a very quiet kid, but... Mm. I would lash out sometimes. Like, exactly. I remember like there was a Moroccan kid that was trying to be racist towards me, and I just threw a chair at him. Wow. And like when you're younger, our chairs were like heavily metallic, so I just wow. threw it at him. But whatever, wherever he is, good luck to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your family dynamic like? If you wanna like just you know um, talk on that a little bit. So. They know that they can't, you know, change me for what I am. Yeah. So they've decided to just leave it there. You know, yeah. they value me as my son, as their son. Yeah. But you know, we won't have conversations concerning that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, sometimes they have hope that you know there's redemption for me, but I, I just make them unavailable to that side of my life just yeah, to keep yeah. the peace. It's, it's honestly. It's not the same as before, mm. to be honest, but I think it was a worthy sacrifice. I mean, you can't really stop yourself from being yourself. So. Exactly. So, has it, has it been hard making genuine friends? Because, like, especially oh. like with females, we oh, know that definitely. when they find out you're like other than, um, you know, straight, they try and be like, oh yeah, you can be my gay best friend. Yeah. Or they're just like instantly repulsed by you and then just, you know, be 
freaking demons towards you. Yeah, definitely. How is that being, I don't. I'm not really a friendly person, to be honest, mm. and I don't think that's a bad thing. No, it's not. I, I don't. I try to avoid people. Like I make it, you know, um, part of my attitude to avoid people. Yeah. I keep just a few people as my actual friends. Yeah. I have about less than ten friends, if we're going to be honest. Okay. Most of them are acquaintances, and it's it's something the past has taught me. Mm. So it's something I really value. I mean, if that's what works for you, that's fine. Yeah. It's a lot of friends anyway. It's a, it's a lot of work, I yeah. can say. What about when it comes to, like, guys, like, straight guys being friends with them? How is that being? Really just a few, like... Because sometimes you do meet, you know, straight people that, you know, they don't have a problem with queer stuff. Yeah. But then they have those little micro-aggressions. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, like... Even recently, a friend of mine told me at Pence that he's glad I'm not over feminine, or like. Like what does that? What's that even mean? Exactly. That that was literally my reaction. Yeah. I, I don't even know why I didn't check him there and then. I was, not so proper. It was just it's just those little things that make you question, you know, yeah. your friendships and sometimes. So it's like oh, you can be queer, but not that kind of queer. Exactly. Like, cool. like they're Bullshit. trying to police who you are. Yeah. So. I have a question that has, yeah. you know, been pondering my mind yeah, sure. since I have like straight up friends who have gay friends. So, what I've realized that with some gays in Ghana, especially, yeah. if you as a straight guy become their friends, and let's say you have like deeper conversations with them, they tend to um, have a crush on you, or they tend to like oh, like yeah. you romantically. Do you think that has ever been a problem for you where you have like blurred lines with like straight people because they offer you some sort of intimacy you don't usually get? I've been at that stage where, you know, I'm confused. Do I like yeah. him as a friend or more than a friend? But yeah. then, luckily, I never acted upon it because like when I first experienced it, I actually analyzed it and I realized, mm. oh, it's because, you know, I didn't receive this type of attention when I was a child. And yeah. So... But I mean, it's a common thing. I have a lot it, of people. It is that very common because that. it's just yeah. like, like my recent ex, he. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, he's very pretty. <laughs> and, um, yeah, if you listen to this, oh my God, <laughs> He's very pretty. And then he had this tailor where um, the tailor was clearly queer. He didn't care because. Yeah. And he got his number, they started chatting. My friend was asking like friendly questions, or they even mm. got a bit into his love life, like, oh, are you seen someone da, 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 da. Yeah. and then like two three <laughs> days later the guy comes to my ex and says oh i kind of like you well, and then my ex is like oh like i'm not queer so i mean we can be friends and the guy was like oh don't worry we can handle that and i was oh, like good. the fuck <laughs> and obviously like he kept telling me what should i do what should i do and i'm like just it's like if a girl told you that they like you the same thing it's really? not that serious. I feel like so, queer people need to do better for themselves. Like honestly, I can understand mm. how in Ghana it's a struggle because you know everyone, most a lot of people are hiding. Yeah. But resorting to straight men, it's a ghetto because it's either you're met with someone who un like who is understands to let you go down. You know, yeah. softly or someone who's very very violent and it's just like you know because already the straight men here as soon as they hear a queer they're already like on their tiptoes exactly. like oh shit if they move to me I'm going to punch them it's up so and it's ridiculous. just like can you relax you know it's not that deep like you know but yeah I just 
I just realized that it's I don't blame them as well because you're in you find yourself in an environment where you don't have a lot of options. Yeah. So I used to give that excuse to myself, but honestly, we have to start taking responsibility. Mm. Like you can't. You're damaging yourself, yeah. your soul. Yeah. It's not. There are better days. On it, you can be patient. Yeah. There are better days. That's 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 what I can see. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, it must be quite difficult, but I think the best way to maneuver it is to just be honest with yourself. Yeah. Exactly. So this whole coming out thing. Obviously, I grew up in Amsterdam. I never knew what coming out was. My mm. teacher was gay from like nursery school. I used to watch Gay Pride on TV. My mom, my mom never really told me that oh, this is a bad thing because we lived in an environment where it's not a bad thing. Mm. So coming out to me, I, I think the first time I heard about it was like more on social media. Like people actually have to come out to like their friends and parents. And wow. uh, obviously, the way I grew up, I found it quite necessarily unnecessary. But um, what do, how do you feel about that? Coming out. It never stops, honestly. Mm. It never stops. Once you start, you always have to keep coming out really? to, the, to new people and sometimes to the same people. That's why I didn't feel like I had to explain myself on Twitter when people were asking me why, you know, I, one day I said my mom stands my sexuality and the other day yeah. I'm saying, you know, well, I'm afraid of her finding out, blah, blah, blah. Because yeah. it's, it's a continuous process and each time, you, you always have to watch you know, the type of bond you found for yeah, people because yeah. it could easily be broken with those what three, whatever, how many words. So it's coming it's not easy, I'll be very honest. It takes a lot of strength. But I can imagine. It's much better than yeah. you know living not living your truth. That yeah. that type of happiness you get, it can't be replicated from anywhere else. So um, I mean if you're in Ghana and you feel like you don't start living your truth. Just, I'll take get a couple of friends, one or two, that you can depend on because you need them. Yeah. Then you know, start living your truth. Definitely, I can understand. I mean, as like a LGBT ally or like someone who has friends who are queer, um, just last year I was telling myself like, yeah, friend of the queer, but that's their whole identity. So I was telling myself, okay, if I have like a group of straight friends and I'm bringing my queer friend, I'm not gonna just say, oh, here's my queer friend. I have to say their name first, yeah. and then let everything you know work itself yeah. out. Because sometimes it's just like you, your entire identity gets erased, and you just have that queer title. It doesn't yeah. mean that obviously that has to be like you know be hidden but I just feel it's like, like it's just an aspect it should be yes exactly like it should be normalized yeah. like I don't go through life telling me you know having people to tell me or name me by oh I'm straight here's my straight friend yeah apart from gay village of course but yeah <laughs> I don't go through that so I don't know why I should you know have my friends go through that but I think you learn as you go, and the more people you meet, they teach you different things. So I'm grateful for that. Um, but I'd like to ask you, obviously, you live in Ghana where I think our society is obviously heavily homophobic, not like Nigeria, but everyone's a bit hush, hush about it. Depends on who you talk to. How do you go through daily life here? I go through daily life. I, I don't go out. 
at all. I barely go out. If I'm going out, I make sure not to go out on my own. Yeah. Because it's actually ish. It's really dangerous. Yeah. I mean, I went for pent all week and yeah. I was being monitored. Really? Yeah, I went on Twitter and I saw some tweets from some people that blocked me. I, I used another account. Like, yeah. they have this frequent thing of talking about me and to me it makes no sense, but I don't let it bother me. I saw some tweets about them were documenting well, which hall I went to, someone I hugged. What? It, it was... Ridiculous. I don't... It, sometimes it does get to me. I won't like. I can't imagine. Yeah, because I don't see why you know. You would do that. But yeah, it's it's hard, you know, living as an open queer. But then there are also other people, mm-hmm. especially a lot of queer people that reach out to me, and tell me that I'm an, I am an inspiration, and that they look yeah. up to me and they see what I'm doing and just, you know, sharing words of love with me and it keeps me going sometimes. Sometimes I keep myself going, if we're going to be honest. You have to. You have to because even me, like, I've got a very close queer friend and because... Anyway, as I was saying, I've got a very close queer friend. Obviously, she lives in England, but... Whenever I'm with her, people assume that, oh, we're a couple, we're yeah. doing this. There are rumors that, oh, we do stuff in pens. I'm like, yeah. I've been to pens like five times. <laughs> I don't go to that uni. I just got friends there. So it's just like a lot of people, they say like they hate what you do, but they're at the same time very obsessed with it. Exactly. And it's just like so weird. Like, just leave me alone if it bothers you right? that much. Right? Right? Look away. Damn. <laughs> but, I mean, Ghanaians will be Ghanaians whatever you do and I just hate that for you and yeah um, I didn't really want to speak on this Twitter whole thing but I just feel like people forget that everyone's got different privilege and just because they may see you in the same circles or wherever if we go out we see you around they feel like okay you're safe or you're okay so they can do whatever they want and I don't agree with that at exactly. all because on the day when you go to your house, the road you take to go to your house you know, might be safe for you, but then that same road is might not be safe, safe. for you, for someone yeah. else. So I hope if she's listening, I just hope she, you know, looks deeper within herself and realizes that it's like, yo, it's not that simple. Just because we might be part of a certain society in Ghana doesn't mean you're safe or it's okay to you know do things to certain people but yeah do you have anything else to say anything else i would say i would say that Ghanaians should start living their truth honestly yeah i don't like the way we like to pretend that you know countries like nigeria are worse than us mm. or we, are, we like to hide ourselves in lies and that's yeah. the honest truth. We love to hide ourselves in life. We're obsessed with our image. And definitely, definitely. Yeah. And I don't know, the day we start living our truth and, you know, actually want a change and not just, you know, desires to be politically correct, maybe things will start changing around us. That is, that is honestly 100% true because 
what even pisses me off the most is the people that try to be like, oh, like, oh, my friend is queer. You know, I don't hate them. I, I love like, them from afar. I'm just like, I'm thinking the mindset you have is the same mindset that the person that is going to, like, punch someone up who's queer. Exactly. You have the same mindset. You come from the same school of thought. But they so don't accept that they're homophobic. They don't. They see it as an insult, almost, if you call them homophobic. And I'm like, that's where the joke lies, because you're lying to yourself. It's it's just amazing to watch people really fight themselves when you go like, okay, what you just said or what you just did is quite homophobic. Whether it's one percent or it's twenty percent, exactly. it's really really bad. But I don't know. And people people think, oh, I'm educated or I'm online. I interact with people. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, ah, I'm okay. I'm not that bad of a person. I'm like, no, you really need to check yourself. Exactly. I know, like, a lot of, you know, these um, LGBTQ plus talks have also helped me understand feminism better. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, I'm still in the process of learning. Yeah. But the struggles are really related. And, you know, when, when I, the day I understood that I had to look deeper into feminism, yeah. get into the theories and stuff, yeah. was the day that I finally understood why, you know, how some people can not see how they're homophobic when they have this and that. Like, they've only touched the surface, they have been... Definitely, yeah. You know. I feel like if they say, oh, I'll sit on the same bench with you, then it's okay. Yeah, it's not, yeah. No, it's not. It's not the same. And that, touching the feminism part as well, like, I call myself, like, a feminist. Yeah, me too. If you call yourself a feminist, there's no way you should be homophobic because... Exactly. How can you try and fight for one struggle and not see the other person struggle as well? And it's just like... It's just very difficult to, you know, tell people, okay, I understand you're a feminist, but then you're homophobic. It goes, no, it doesn't go the same way. Literally, we're fighting the same devils. So, (laughs) what are you doing, sis? But, I mean, even with the feminism, those who are homophobic, I don't think they're feminists true at heart because I think there is a point at which they hang their feminist cloak somewhere and go like, okay. Exactly. Because a lot of our struggles are based on your struggles. Yeah, definitely. I mean, they're not the same, but I get what you mean. Exactly. I get what you mean, but at the day, Charlie, we have to live our true selves. Like, even recently, not recently, for the past two years, I've been like struggling with my religion and stuff like that and Mm. I finally departed from it and I'm living my best life Mm. so it's just like as you said the coming out thing I really I'm really careful who I tell like oh okay I don't really think religion serves me yeah and depending on who you're talking to they might get very offensive or they try to convert you or they you know cash you to hell yeah (laughs) So it's just very, very difficult. But are you religious at all? Um, I converted, well, tech sort of. I'm more spiritual. Okay. As modern days, modern times would put it, but <laughs> yeah, I'm into like African traditional religions. Are you? Yeah. What's that about? It's something I'm still exploring, to be honest. I'm yeah. not going to claim that I'm a pro, but basically, I'm exploring like the different spiritual systems especially yeah. the ones that came about during slavery like yeah Voodoo, okay um also the religion of my hometown yeah i i don't really remember their specific names to it but yeah. yes, i'm, I'm gone but okay. yeah 
So it's about finding your own path, and a lot of it's about not having faith, but when something works for you, that's when you hold on to it. If it doesn't yes. move on. Yes. I mean, growing up, my dad was a traditionalist, so mm, I, wow. yes, I've been to a shrine and everything. Must so, be nice. No, <laughs> as a kid, no. But um, yeah, I think that's what made me very like open to different like religions, religious mm. views. And how I realized that Christianity doesn't serve me whatsoever. Yeah. Like when I was a kid, they'd have pastors come to our school, and then people would be fainting. And then you see other people going form a queue. Oh, I want to faint too. I want to faint too. I'm like, what? Why, why do you want to do that? Like, and I'll go and a pastor will put their hand on their head and they start falling. I'm like, I don't want to fall down. Like, shit, what's this about? But yeah, I just felt everything is a bit performative. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things in the public eye are performative. Especially Christianity in Ghana. It's so performative. And if you have a personal relationship with God, then kudos to you. Yeah, because keep I think it it's yourself. very hard. Yeah. It's, it's very hard because everything else is like, oh, let's go and do this because it will look good. Yeah. It must be hard. And that's one major thing I'm big on. I'm really big about evangelizing. I'm 100% against it. Let yeah. people find their own paths because this whole coercion matter. It, it sounds like a cult. I'm sorry, but it's just like, oh, come and sign this book so we can have meetings on every every Tuesday, and we'll do like things in a circle. And it's just like, doesn't that sound a bit cult? You literally have Jehovah Witnesses well, offering to um, fetch buckets of water for you to bath just so that you can come to church with You're them. You're lying. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> What? That was what um, an experience my f- a friend of mine had in a church. Yeah. Really? <laughs> and then what about like first love? First, those people came to me. They yeah. came to me. I told them to, to go away and never come close to you. Ugh, my words are even stumbling. But I t- yeah, I told them never to come close to me again. <laughs> Since that, they have not seen them and I thank really? God for that. Yeah. You know, in England it's the same when oh I was God. in uni. So. Um, me and my friend, when we started first year, we were looking for a church or whatever. This is when I was like a bit semi-religious. So I went to first love because obviously we thought it was a Ghanaian yeah. affiliated church. This pastor was just preaching about sex and how yeah, if you're a feeling. girl and if you're giving head to your boyfriend every week, you reduce it like by each day. So if this week is four days, next you do it three days. And it's just like, okay, one, two, three sermon, that's fine. But if I'm coming every week, I'm leaving every Sunday. Just remembering you talking about sex, then what is really going exactly. on? Exactly. So then, obviously, me and my friend, we left and joined, like, a white church, and that was okay. But it's just, like, it shouldn't be like that. And they actually came hunting us down. Yeah. And it's just like, can you chill? It's not that deep. If you think I'm going to hell, like, pray for me, please. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, don't even... But yeah, I, I guess it must be hard being religious and queer at the same yeah. time because they claim that they love you, but they really don't. Well, actually, um, with the spirituality, the spirituality systems is different. Like their tolerance with queer people, some systems actually um, see them as divine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sent yeah. from the gods. So. Yeah. It was much easier moving yeah. through systems and like being confused you know, yeah. with the Christianity aspects. But it's not that difficult. It depends on your religion. Yeah, yeah. it actually does. It actually does. I feel like what I also went into the whole spiritual thing. Yeah. Uh, doesn't mention anything of gender, doesn't mention yeah. anything of sexuality. So that's more comforting to me than being specific and saying, oh, you have to do this, you have to exactly. do this. That's why I like astrology so much because it just 
sees you as a person yeah even earth than rather as like a vessel you have to worship one thing i think that's also why people have an issue with it because there's some deity in the middle of it and with other religions there's someone in the middle you have to focus on but when it comes to astrology you have to focus on yourself and how you're going through life but no, i wouldn't really say i don't okay let me just speak for myself i, I won't say that i have an issue with it per se sometimes it can be a bit confusing because I don't know, like, you'd see maybe um, someone cheats on yeah, their boyfriend, yeah. then um, someone who's into astrology will be like, oh, he's a Pisces. I expect I him. mean, <laughs> like, oh, I get that. Like, today someone tweeted that, oh, I'm a triple tourist, that's why I don't like water. I like yeah, soda exactly. because it has texture and I'm like, sis. And um, is that part of it, like... When she was like, I'm a triple tourist, obviously I don't really know the aspect like that deep, deep, deep. Mm. It could have like a relation to how she doesn't like, she likes textures, but that's very extreme saying I don't drink water because yeah. I'm a triple tourist. Like, you know, I don't get it. And obviously if you're not into trilogy at all, you see that that person's a crazy person. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm, try I'm trying yeah. not to. Like, even that account, she, cra she tweets crazy shit too. Oh. It's fine. <laughs> But yeah, like I, I get what you mean. But for me, it it serves me better than any other oh, religion, yeah. so it's, okay, I'm yeah. fine with it. I try to, you know, dabble in like Buddhism and stuff. But yeah. when you're reading a book, then you see some Indian word which you can't <laughs> read, and it's just like, oh my god, <laughs> I can't do this. But yeah, I feel like when it comes to these things, like religion and uh, you know being queer and stuff, it's everyone's individual journey. Exactly. Exactly. And people don't understand. Exactly. It's quite sad, but I think that's how you know life chose us to be yeah. to be fighting each other all the time to be there. So yeah. But um, do you have any plans for the future? Plans for the future. Yeah. Definitely going to support the queer community here in Ghana, mm -hmm. especially the younger ones. Yeah. Since that's who people like. Um, What's his name? Um, for I'm wanting some albino minister. Number one. Yeah, I say this. Let's send him to, Zan to um, Tanzania. He can't <laughs> last a day there. It pisses me he off, pisses man. Pisses me off. I just I have a feeling like in the next five years he's going to be found, you know, raping somebody, and we'll be like, oh, okay, like. <laughs> We know you're a weird one. That's why you were so strong about this. Like, when I heard he's setting up rooms in Kolebu to, like, do this whole, um, um, what do they call it? Um, um, oh, something therapy. Yes. Like therapy that therapy gay, yeah. thing has been banned worldwide. But you think it's smart to come and do it in Kolebu. When was the last time Kolebu was even painted? And you're worried about people that even don't even care about you. Oh, he's so violent. Like, I wish someone could just, like shoot him in his toe or something but and i don't know at least if it was if, the, if it was the people in the country that were so violent that would be easier to handle but like it's the people that have the authority him kennedy japan speaker of parliament michael Kui. it's it's hard it's hard to navigate and it's so weird how he's so loud about it exactly they're so loud because they have supporters about it it's so weird ah well but i mean their time is coming there are a lot of queer people you know, hiding under the radar with authority as well. True. So, time is coming. True. Time is coming. I hope so, man. I have, sometimes I go online, I'm like, okay, like, we're moving forward. And then someone does some fuck exactly. shit, and I'm like, okay, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's quite difficult to see where we're actually going yeah. as a people, as young people especially. 
but but yeah, definitely um, building networks with other queer people in this country, yeah. trying to make you know make more safe spaces for other queer definitely. people. Just, I mean, <laughs> there's actually a story behind it. There was a day during my finals. Mm-hmm. You know, the pressure was getting to me and everything, and I just started breaking down. Like, what's all of this for? Like, a, yeah. a literal existential crisis. Yeah. Then I, I started losing it, and I needed one thing to bring me back to, you know, this reality. And yeah. It was just, you know, fighting for the peers. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not so vocal about, you know, being an activist and stuff because I don't. I don't know. I feel like some invisibility would help if I want to execute some of my plans, although I'm being quite visible right now. Yeah. But, yeah, you would definitely see a lot of action coming from me. That's good. I mean, I think you have to wait for the right time. Yeah, exactly. It needs to call you. Exactly. Because it comes with a lot, so you have to be ready for it. Yeah. Exactly. Because I remember when I started being all like feministy on my Twitter, I got a lot of backlash like yeah. online and in real life. There were niggas telling me that, oh, no one would ever like you because you're a feminist. Yeah. You've got feminist written in your bio. And I'm like, okay, eat shit. Yeah. But yeah, it comes by a lot. So, yeah. I mean, if you're waiting for the right time, then that's fine. But I think we can wrap things up if you don't have anything more to say. I'm very grateful for you to have this chat with no me. No problem, anytime. And it was a pleasure. Yeah. Ah, you're sweet. <laughs>